from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs, and we have some interesting conversation today. We're going to talk about pass rush. We're going to talk about a free agent that we both like, and I think that's going to be a theme for this week. But first, we have to get to a little bit more on the news from the mouth of the man that's in charge in Brett Veach on two guys that we didn't touch on deeply yesterday. I'm Brian Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, and your host at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you all for listening. And there's one other piece of information that we didn't pass along that came out as well, uh, but this wasn't from Brett Veach's mouth. J.J. Watt is an Arizona Cardinal. We should mention that. Uh, I never expected that he would be coming to Kansas City, but it is new newsworthy that he is an Arizona Cardinal. Yeah, I expected the Cardinals about as much as I expected Kansas City to tell you the truth. Well, and I'm sorry, but for the $31 million he got from Arizona, they can have him. Yeah, I mean, that was not, and that's exactly what it is. That was never anywhere near in the vicinity of the table, let alone on it from the Kansas City Chiefs. So, hey, good for him. Um, some warmer weather, drier heat. Nah, I hope that he does well. Um, that said, Patrick Mahomes is on the mend and won't have to face J.J. Watt anymore because he'll be over in the NFC, and that's fine. But uh, the surgery was successful. We got word from Brett Veach that it was on the 29th. Or no, that was Fisher, sorry. But the surgery has been completed on Patrick's toe. We knew that part. On the 10th of February. 10th of February. And that they're expecting him back by June. If there's going to be a mandatory mining cap, we'll, we'll see if that actually comes down. Uh, this particular season, I don't think the the league is really flying by the seat of its pants in terms of what the schedule is going to be. But it, he called it a three month recovery, and I think that is the opposite of what we talked about yesterday with Eric Fisher. Is that's giving that toe ample time to recover and stabilize, and I think that's a great thing. Yep. And the one thing I will say about Patrick, and this, I know this has nothing to do with football, but I'm glad to see it's a three month recovery because that will give him plenty of time to be healthy to chase his daughter around. Well, that said, going back to work and trying to run around, you need to have your sleep. And we know that he's not getting that right now. Yeah, that's true. But I think that he'll adjust and he'll be fine by the time that rolls around. Now, the other guy that we need to talk about is Mitchell Schwartz. We did find out it was a disc issue. He had surgery on, I believe, on the 24th. Is that correct? Uh, And they're expecting him back for camp as well. That's the really interesting part to me. You know, he he called it a, a quick recovery. Hopefully that is also, you know, easily around the three month mark because it's been a very long time since he was able to work in football specific things. We, he did say that he had been rehabbing quite a bit, um, daily, in fact, with the Chiefs organization up until the surgery. Yeah. And I think what the, the thing was is they figured that they could see if they could get it fixed without having to have surgery or they could get it to where he could play without having to have surgery. And the prognosis was that there was just no way for him to be able to play. And that's why he didn't have the surgery during the season uh, because he wanted a chance to come back. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, that's admirable. Um, It's one of those things that once you break the barrier of being able to allow yourself to get cut, especially in the back. um, I think that that kind of lets some of the tension loose and hopefully he can just get right back into it after that heals up. And again, um, these postseason surgeries are always um, pushing the next training camp, the next first week um, in the schedule. So the more time that they have the heal, I think that the best that these three players in particular in Fish, Schwartz and Mahomes, uh, you can afford to let them rest up a, a little bit more so than maybe some others. No, absolutely. And I think that they're going to be in a good position for at least Schwartz and Mahomes. I still wonder about the Fisher thing, but you know, 
Brett Veach said what he said, and I guess we'll just have to wait and see how that turns out. I, I hope he's right. That would be awesome. Uh, and I like I said yesterday, I think it would be awesome for the NFL because if they can get to a point where they are able to improve the surgeries, then maybe you're going to see some of these guys be able to come back and be a lot closer to what they were before the injury happened. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the goal. Longevity and, and return to your former performance. That's the gold standard. That's what every player wants. Be able to absorb that kind of hit. So more power to them. Let's hope that they can get that done. I am uh, feeling optimistic for them all as well. But we have to talk about a need and what we want to do about it. Now, this is a, an experiment coming up. If we were running the show, and we all know that we're not, but it's fun to pretend sometimes. And then we're going to talk about some pass rush, take a look at the defensive ends. Those are coming up next. It doesn't keep anybody from asking us what we would do. So, I mean, might as well talk about it a little bit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over. But the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Chiefs, but what about the rest of the league? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's all about sports, all you need, all the news, every morning, and it's under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Now this is a fun one. Yesterday we talked about the Chiefs wide receiver position, and clearly they have a lot of options Coming off of their own roster, we'll see what happens with those aspects of it. But in running down free agent possibilities this week of who could come in and do something, the number one, the overwhelming name that I see from people in asking questions, wanting to know what the fit is, is Corey Davis, formerly of the Titans, maybe again to be with the Titans. I I don't mean to color this as though the Titans don't have interest. He's a former first-round draft pick, yes, didn't get the fifth-year option. That's what happens sometimes. I think the effect of A.J. Brown in Tennessee probably had something to do with that. But he's a guy with a ton of size, 6'3", uh, 209, I think they listed him at last year. I don't even know if that's accurate. Um, what's your impression of his play in Tennessee? Sporadic. Uh, I, I think that it's he is a guy that I think would be an interesting fit in this offense, obviously. You know, a couple of years ago, I was advocating hard for AJ Brown, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I just can't imagine having him in this offense. But, you know, when you're looking at trying to fill the role of what Sammy Watkins does for this offense, you're looking for a guy with size and speed. And it's possible Corey Davis could step in and be that. I think what we have to look at when we start looking at wide receivers is it's easy to look at production in the past and say, well, that's not really enough to justify a big contract. Well, at the same time, what is Watkins giving Kansas City? His best year is close to 800 yards, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like he's had, you know, a, a couple of thousand yard seasons back to back to back. I mean, it's just, you know, he's not going to be that person is not going to be a star in Kansas City more than likely. They're going to be a big chess piece. And, and that's really what it comes down to. That Again, they have to be the guy that can perform as the third read. You know, clearly, if if not a little bit beyond that, depending on, on what the structure is. For me, I think 
I think sporadic or inconsistent is the number one name for his play so far in this um, league. And I'm not sure that I'm really thinking that that's going to change. Now, there is always an option that he could go back to Tennessee. Generally, after you decline uh, an option year, then that's not really going to happen. The question becomes is, does he have the game type that the Chiefs are looking for? And that really is not just having size, being able to separate down the field. And that's where I, I think his route running's improved, but I don't know that he's gotten to the point where I feel that he can get open nearly as often as Sammy can. And that's that's for me where I draw the line is I don't know that it's a down and down in production thing that you can rely on Corey Davis. Yeah, and that's definitely going to be a huge thing because if you're looking at trying to replace what Watkins does for this team, you have to have somebody that can be the type of player that he is to some extent. I mean, you're not going to get Sammy Watkins because Sammy Watkins is barely replaceable, but with anybody in the NFL, to be fair. Watkins is fantastic when he's healthy and is has a very, very hard-to-match size and speed uh, frame to him. So replacing him with somebody else that is like him is going to be very hard. So taking a couple steps down is going to be the likely scenario. Uh, and that's kind of why I said, I think that they're going to have to draft somebody, but if they're looking at free agency, I think that this is a, a move that they could look to make. The question is, is are they going to be able to get him cheap enough? And is he willing to risk it on himself? Maybe play on a one year deal with a lot of incentives. And that may be the thing. Uh, I will say this, that he timed it right. I, I think when the decision was made about the fifth-year option, uh, he took that to heart. He did have his best season as a professional in a couple of key categories, things that, that do kind of tie in to the Chiefs, and that is uh, reception percentage, catching a little over 70%, uh, and yards per reception. Now, that is a factor of having A.J. Brown on that roster, and uh, John Smith probably plays into that as well. But 15.1 yards per reception this past season, uh, and one that almost got to the 1,000-yard mark, and he did have a career high in five touchdowns. Now, that's a, a total of the offense raising all ships, right? But in this offense, when you have Kelsey and Hill and Hardman, I think that that is something that your play definitely will be raised uh, amongst all ships as well. So if the cost is right, I could see them taking a look. I'm just, again, not sure if he's a guy that gets open enough. Yeah, it's a good question, and it's really hard to know what they're going to be looking at, and is he going to fit what they want to do? Uh, I would like to see them upgrade at this position, but let's look at Sammy's stats for Kansas City for the past couple of years. So in 2018, 519 yards and three touchdowns. 2019, 673 yards and three touchdowns. 2020, 421 yards and two touchdowns. He hasn't averaged over 13 yards in Kansas city since 2018. So in the three seasons with Patrick, he hasn't been over that number. That's a fair point. And that's certainly comparing production is something that, that could fit into that role. Now, part of that was limited by injury, right? So you can put some of Robinson's numbers in there. You can put some of Pringles numbers in there. Um, but yeah, it's not the, you have to be the go-to guy. And that's the only reason that I think that this, is a possibility that I, I know that fans are interested in that I'm not as high on, but you know it's it's never out of the realm of possibility. It's again, can you do what this offense needs, and that is, can you run four verts? Can you do the downfield things to get separation and be the guy that comes off that Patrick comes off to and be there every time consistently? Um, that is worth a small contract, I think. Not uh, 
not, you know, vet men, but certainly not middle of the road, you know, wide receiver with thousand yards. Yeah. And are you going to be the guy that is going to catch everything thrown your way? Because you can't have a ton of drops at, at that type of position. If you're going to be the guy that Pat comes, Patrick comes down to uh, on this third read or, you know, when they're doubling Kelsey and doubling Hill, you have to catch what's thrown at you. So, you know, that's a big thing. And, and I do think that that's something that is going to be necessary at that position. Now, the other thing that I also said is Kansas City doesn't like to play rookies very much. Look at what they did with McCall Hardman last year, two years ago, sorry. Uh, and so you wouldn't expect that if they draft somebody early that they're going to play him as much as they would if they had a, a vet. So maybe that could play into it too. It, it very possibly could. I think it could be interesting to get that as balance. I don't, I'll be interested to see if we hear any rumblings about this. If we do, it should be in the next couple of weeks. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be active at the start of free agency, but I think the second tier is where they'll start to look, depending on what they do with their issues that we talked about last week in, in getting cap space. That said, they have other fish to fry as well, and on the defensive side, that comes down to the pass rush, developing, improving, and that starts with the outside ends. We're going to take a look at them coming up next. Built Bar has upped the ante. Delicious, perhaps their best bar yet. If you liked Cookie Dough Chunk Built Bar, then you're going to love Coconut Brownie Chunk. Dark chocolate coconut and real brownie chunks. It doesn't get any better. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go check out the peanut butter. It has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. It is absolutely delicious in my opinion. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off. It's a limited time flavor, so go out and get it today at BuiltBar.com. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. Defensive end. Back in the day, that term struck fear, especially uh, back in the 90s with this particular team. That's not the case today. And as much as you can put into the fact that I do think that Frank Clark has come into this roster and raised the the level of aggression, the level of of get-after-it kind of play, I don't know that the, the result has been what they wanted. I would agree with that. Although, you know, it's funny. We need to look back. Everybody was questioning Frank Clark over D Ford. I, I, if you still have any questions in your mind, you need to have your mind checked. <laughs> Just gonna throw that out there right now. Yeah, D Ford is. Um, yeah, where D Ford will be lucky. D Ford will be lucky to be on a roster. Uh, here in a couple of weeks because the Forty ers are probably going to have to cut him because of his contract. Yeah, it's a tough one out there for them, for sure. And we kind of hinted at it. Two weeks ago, I think we went over who their free agents are going to be. And so, like, Frank's not one of them. I think Frank is, like we talked about in the Cap show, um, I think he is one of the the high probabilities for a restructure in order to gain some of that cap space. Um, That said, why not spend it at his position as well? Like, make sure that he can tie that right back into who he's working with. Because right now, they have Frank on one side, and as of today, on their roster, Mike Dan is the starter on the opposite side. 
The only two backups are Tim Ward, who's played a grand total of one game, and Austin Edwards, who I haven't even seen yet. Those are the contracts that are existing. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Yeah, nothing against him, but hey, I haven't seen you yet. It comes down to Alex Okafor is a free agent. He will be gone. Uh, He has broken 30. They voided a year. I think that's all indications that he will not be back. And that was a disappointing signing for Kansas City. Yeah, I thought he played. I thought he played really well to start his career, and then after his injury, he just never regained form. And and I'll say, I thought he played good in spurts the two years in Kansas City. Even he got got some pressures in the Super Bowl. Like up until the end, I think he was still there. It just was all the injuries like couldn't be effective enough. He's not alone. <coughs> Tano Passanio is a free agent as well. I think he he will get some interest out there. Will it be enough? I don't know. Could we see the D-Rob phenomenon from last season happen with Tano this year? Maybe he comes back? Sure. I, and then the last free agent that they have is Taco Charlton, who I think has to easily be the guy that they try to bring back. Unrestricted. Obviously, he was on like a less than million dollar contract last year. I think that's a no-brainer. I thought he showed, in terms of anybody who isn't Frank Clark, the most pass rush possibilities of anybody on the roster last year. Hopefully, they get him back. But he's not a down-in, down-out player yet. And I think as much as I do like his pass rush, and I think the the guy that has to be the starter opposite Frank Clark has to be a pass rush guy first. And I, I think Taco's coming along. I think they have to continue to invest in. And I think Mike Dana can play first and second down, but I don't see him as a designated pass rusher. So I do think that this has to be an addition this season. Yeah, and the question is, is what are they going to do with their, their – you know, you start looking – you know, we've already kind of talked about the guys. They have Damone Harris, who I think will play a role. Dana will play a role. Uh, Tano may be back, like you said. I think they need to bring back Taco Charlton as well. But the question becomes, if you bring back Taco Charlton, to me, you're right. I don't think he can be your starter. He can be a rotational guy that gives you a great rotation on the outside. Uh, but I think you need to get somebody that can step in and, and be that guy. And I don't know that they have that guy on the roster. And I don't know, you know, I think when you start looking at how you're going to do this, I understand, you know, the thought process with maybe defensive ends is maybe you look at at signing somebody, but man, this is a premium position. It's going to be very hard to sign. Maybe the Chiefs get lucky and somebody drops to 31 that they didn't think would be there. Maybe. And that certainly could be the case. I don't know exactly who they might have their eyes on. I, I hear things about the younger Basham. He's got an older brother in the league and those kind of things and is uh, a power guy. I think there are some interesting guys down the line that could possibly grow into that too, but I don't see enough impact right off the top for me to be like, he's a guy that fits that I think they're going to be super interested in. Yeah, and it's like I said, this is a premium position. So if you can't find it in the draft early, uh, you're going to get more guys like Mike Dana, who I think can play a role, but again, I don't think he's going to be a starter down the line either. That's At least not a high-level starter. Well, and specifically, not a, pa- a scary pass rush guy to put a- opposite Frank Clark. Right. You know, and when you look at what Spags wants, it is very specific, is that he's not looking for the Von Millers, who it's it, interesting that Von Miller is going to be a free agent this year. Uh, not looking necessarily for the speed takeoff kind of guy. He likes the big defensive ends that are power first, set the edge, collapse the pocket, not bend the edge like Gumby and get around. Uh, I'm sure he'll take some of that, and that's perfectly fine. So there are some draft prospects out there that could fit the bill. 
but nobody that screams a that they'll be available. Uh, you might think that uh, that Russo out of Miami might fit that bill. He certainly seems to have the size for it. I don't think he's anywhere near available when the Chiefs are going to pick, or if they'd even feel that that's enough of an output after opting out last season to to make that investment. Um, do you feel like um, the pit end uh, Patrick Jones could be that possibly a little bit smaller? Um, it, it's difficult to see. Always an interesting one from Penn State. It's super young, but maybe that's the way that they want to go again in order to continue to keep the youth opposite the the veteran from Frank. That said, is this a priority, do you think, for this team? Or is this one of the other things that they need to get done along with the offensive side? It's really hard to know. And I say that, and I know it sounds like a cop-out, but I think what it comes down to is, what do you want your identity to be as a team? Because if you want your identity to be, you're, you're this offensive juggernaut, then I think that maybe you're looking at your defense and saying, okay, what pieces can we get that will get us good enough to where, you know, if Patrick has to score 30 points a game, he can do that on a regular basis and the defense will hold them under 30 points a game. What do you want your, what do you want your, your scheme to be? What do you want it? You know, this, this, the problem with building a roster is you can't have stars at every single position. Uh, That's the problem with the salary cap. And especially in the year where the salary cap is going to go down this year, it's really going to hamper teams like the Chiefs that have already got so much committed. So, you know, you would love to go out and get a free agent. Uh, and, and But the only way to do that and go get a defensive end that's going to come in and help this team this year is to cut a lot of players. And while that's possible, I don't think the Chiefs are going to do it. Yeah, I mean, again, if you do the extensions and the restructures, you could get under there. But that's a lot of work to get done. You're right. For the intensive purposes, I think tomorrow we'll look at, at an end that's a possibility, but it would take some rear roll to get there. Um, anybody, uh, any impact, you know, sizable contract free agent this season is going to take a lot of work. We're going to have to see what comes of a number of different aspects of the Chiefs' current roster in order to get them there. We're going to continue going through that. And like I said, tomorrow we'll look at one free agent end that might play into the role and then what the Chiefs are going to do at their pillars on the offensive side to protect Patrick. That's coming up tomorrow. Don't miss it. We're looking forward to this week. So thanks for listening to us today, and we will definitely talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com, where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.